Welcome to the Enlighten Up podcast. I'm Lisa Watson and will be joined by my co-hosts Nicole Frolic and Brian Koenigberg. The Enlighten Up podcast is a weekly show that provides an unconventional and refreshing spin on spirituality, where three friends and weekly guests share informative, fun, and usually off-the-wall conversations. Unlike others, we provide fringe and skeptical viewpoints on all topics, because our experience has taught us that the echo chamber is a boring place from which to learn. So regardless of where you are in your spiritual journey, we can promise you, you're going to find a place to fit in here. So we invite you to grab a drink and listen in on our casual, entertaining, and hopefully enlightening conversation. And Enlighten Up is a self-funded podcast. So if you would like to help us to continue to be able to produce, enhance, and expand the show for our audience, then please send your support using the link in the show notes or go to our website, lightenup.us, and check out our merchandise shop where you can purchase merchandise that will allow you to express some spiritual humor. You may also show your support by leaving us a review on iTunes and following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Thank you all so much for listening and supporting us. And now let's jump right into the episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Enlighten Up podcast. I am here with Lisa and Brian, and today we are joined by Christina McDonald, a sound healer, free spirit, intuitive empath from the UK that uses the frequency of gongs, drums, chimes, and tuning forks to bring about healing in her clients. The sound and frequency is like a language that talks to the cells in our body. It brings any issues that we are having to the surface so that we can deal with them in everyday life. It can also relieve pain, especially in instances where someone may have had surgery and needs to have physiotherapy. Christina's clients experience shifts ranging from spontaneous healing to release of trauma and stress, allowing them to see often things from a different perspective. Christina, welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm doing really well. Thank you. It's great to have you here. And it's great to be kind of talking about sound and therapy and how that affects the cells. We just had Jason Layton on and we were talking about the cells in our body and how everything responds to our mind. And so Mm -hmm. I guess today we can talk about how our cells respond to frequency and sound. Yeah, that was great. Perfect. So how did you how did you get into have you always been into sound therapy, music, healing, that kind of thing? How did you kind of get started? Not really. Um, for me, I'm I'm a I'm a bit of a late starter, really, because um, I'm 67 years old and I never actually started doing anything spiritually till I was about 58. Um, what with businesses and kids, you know, raising children and what have you, um, I never even realised that I was very spiritual. The only um, experience I ever had was when I was a teenager. Um, I saw my grandfather at the end of my bed one night. And actually, thinking back about it, it it didn't bother me in the slightest. It was just one of those things and never worried about it. But then that was the only experience I had. Wait, wait, I I assume when you say you saw your grandfather at the end of your bed, he had Mm -hmm. had left, he had since departed. Yes, yes, okay. yes. I yes, like, he had. Because that's, that's not a weird experience. I saw my grandpa at the end of my bed. But no, he no, was no. Alive. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. He, no, he had definitely passed over <laughs> for sure. But that was the only experience I'd ever had to do with anything to do with spirit at all. And it wasn't until um, probably 2009 
that I started to do anything spiritually, um, going to things like development circles at church, learning how to quieten my mind and all that sort of stuff. I got really involved with crystals as well and just sort of kind of carried on that way. Um, I joined up with my church, the spiritual church, to do hands-on healing and obviously at that stage I was kind of looking to broaden um, my knowledge of how that all worked and uh, in 2013 I went to one of these psychic fairs and um, there was a lady that had a stall there she was selling tuning forks I'd never seen them before, didn't have a clue what they were, but they looked quite interesting. And when she struck the tuning fork and put it to my ear, it was, the sound of it was just incredible. I felt the, the, the effects of it go all the way through my body. Um, so I, I kind of looked at these and she was doing a demonstration of these forks for an hour at the end of this particular day. And so I decided that I would hang around and just go and see what it was all about, really. And that's kind of how it started. Um, she was offering a small package of these things. I think there were there were two tuning forks and a little booklet and a CD for £75. And I thought, you know, £75 is not a lot of money. If I don't use them, I've not really lost anything. But if I do, then, you know, it'll be quite interesting to see what difference it's going to make. So I decided to buy them and took them home and didn't really do very much with them for about a month. But then I started to use them every day I got myself into a kind of routine where I would get up in the morning and have breakfast and then once I'd got myself sorted I'd come down and use them and use them in a way that she had explained in the book and after about a month I could feel that my the whole inside of my body it's almost like it'd been steam cleaned because everything felt so much lighter my arthritis, which I have, and that's rheumatoid arthritis, was almost non-existent at that stage. It completely went, and I just felt amazing, like I was walking on air all the time. And I just continued with it and then decided that, well, you know, I'm going to actually take the, the practitioner course because there is definitely something in it. You know, I when you say this idea of having your body steam clean, I instantly thought that my father needs his insides steam clean. <laughs> he needs a session with Christina. Maybe he needs some, yeah, maybe he needs a tuning fork. <laughs> maybe. maybe. Yeah, Sorry. No, I was going to say I've had, um, I you know, I've been exploring all these different kinds of therapies since I was 20. And I remember my, my tarot reader, she also did tuning and she's like, oh, well, before I'm reading you, we're going to tune your energy because it's all like 
it, it's not good right now. And I'm like, oh, okay. So she had a bed there. And I just remember when she was doing the tuning around me, my whole body felt like it was energetically expanding. My head felt mm. almost like a headache, but not in a bad way, you know, like mm. just this movement coming out of it. So I know that the tuning forks definitely affect our body physically because I felt mm. it. Mm. Yeah, it certainly does. Um, it just, it even just sitting there for a few minutes, listening to them, putting them to your ear, you know, can actually get rid of that kind of monkey mind, which will help you to kind of step back out of a situation and see it from a different perspective. Yeah, it's almost very... Um transporting like yeah. I feel like my mind's gone some completely somewhere else that it's not used to being oh absolutely yeah it can it puts you into an altered state no doubt about like it a, it puts you into a meditative state I had a session I was honored to have a yeah. session with Christina when I was in Kansas City last month and absolutely it was just you go into a completely altered state I got to sit like right in front of the chimes and the gong and she I love that little rattle thing whatever it is that you do mm. it's like it's got beads yeah. in it or something and she rolls it yeah the rain, yeah rain that stick. was really cool rain stick yeah. yeah yeah it's called a rain stick yeah yeah it's good because it kind of settles the body after you've had a treatment So take us through this journey then, because you were saying uh, that, you know, over the last five years, there's been a sequence of being in the right place at the right time. How does that all work for you? Well, I guess I'll well, start from the beginning in 2014, 2013, I started my tuning fork training and I, um, my first case study that I had to do was a friend of mine who had been in a road traffic accident and she had been run over by a car on a very busy road and she was airlifted to hospital in London and she had metal plates in both her shoulders and was told that she really wouldn't have all the movement back in her arms again. And so I, when I got back, I didn't find out this until I actually got back from my training, my training session for five, I was there for five days. And so I'd said to her, well, look, you know, let's see what we can do with this. You know, I mean, this is my first time out with somebody and I really didn't know how it was going to work out. Um, but I am a very, very big believer in trusting your instinct. I mean, you know, as far as I'm concerned, whatever is meant to be will always be, no question. Um, and so I arranged to go and see her. <clears throat> and that poor girl, when I'd looked at her face, she was so grey. She was in so much pain. It was unbelievable. And so I got her to lay on the bed and I did a session with her for an hour just using three forks. There are many forks that you can use with all different frequencies, but I just used the three forks that I needed to use at this time. And 
although it was difficult for her to lie flat in any, you know, in one particular place because of the pain, um, by the time that we'd finished, her, her face was completely different. She actually had colour in her face and that, and we're talking just about an hour, just maybe a little bit more. Um, and over the next 24 hours, she let me know that a lot of the pain had gone and she was actually able to do her physiotherapy exercises that she'd been given which I was quite astounded by because, you know, bearing in mind, this is a first for me. Yeah. So I arranged, I arranged to go back and see her again in a week's time. And the difference was incredible. Um, she was able to move her arms a lot more than she was able to the week before. And so I did another session on her, only this time I used a lot more forks on her. Um, I used a whole range, uh, what they call the solfeggio, which are the sacred sounds, um, which was with, uh, brought forward by Joseph Paleo. Um, these are very, very ancient sounds. And, and this, was part, this was part of my training. My training was to give three sessions to a client one of them using the, the cleanse, clear cleanse and balance and one of them using the whole solfeggio range just to see what the differences were. So I'd done my clear cleanse balance and we'd seen the difference that that had done on her. So this time I was using the whole nine, whole nine forks on her, which took two and a half hours. Um, and again, her movement was so much better after that one, um, that one session. And so she was able to lie there for that time whilst I used the rest of the forks on her. Now, bearing in mind, all the forks are different frequencies and they're all, they're all kind of tuned to different parts of the body. They work on the chakra system as well. And so all the time I'm working on her, I'm clearing energy from the chakras anything that she's holding on to and you know at the end of the at the end of the period again she looked a lot better than she did when we first started and during the course of that week she was able to do an awful lot more um she had more mobility let's put it that way so wow. that, was, that was, yeah, it was, well, for me, that was incredible because I was really starting to see something miraculous happening. Um, I knew from my own experience with my arthritis that it, there were things going on. But of course, when you can't see something, it's extremely difficult to take it in. But that, I think, is where my trust comes in. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we have a tendency to... Oh, the eagles doubt ourselves. You know, cast doubt. No, that's not really happening. We can't see it, touch yeah. it, or feel it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We we're always looking for explanations, and sometimes there just isn't one. You know that that you can see or touch or anything like that. So we just had to go with it. And I ended up, I ended up by giving this young lady. I think she had six sessions. And um, within 12 weeks, 
she was actually back at work. Oh, good for her. And yeah, and she, I mean, she, yes, she was very determined that this wasn't going to be the end of it for sure. Um, and, and she was going to get better, as better as she could be. But I, she had much more mobility than they ever thought was going to be possible. And through this, you know, over time, have you been able to understand the physiological effects because of the sound frequency? Um, I don't really get pulled into the whys, wheres and how for a house because I, I like to keep my mind out of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm much more of a, a, a kind of intuitive person. I don't kind of read books or there are a lot of people out there that know all about the, the parts of the body and how this works and how that works. And I try not to get pulled into that because, you know, I think it's horses for courses at the end of the day. And I get my guidance by my spirit connection. And when I say that, I mean that when I'm working on a client, I will see in my mind where I need to be and what I need to be doing. And I will also be shown what forks I need to use. Oh, interesting. It's a lot like Reiki it's like any type of energy work that we do intuitively even light language where you're just guided to know where to put your hands or what it is that you need to do absolutely absolutely and and I would I would be working on a client and then I would see in my mind like a number so I might see um 417 that would tell me that that's the fork I need to use because there is a fork of 417. Is that a frequency? Or I would hear. Yeah. Yeah, it is. 396. You know, I, I would see that. They would show it to me in my mind and I would just go and pick that up and I would start to use that and work with it how I intuitively feel I needed mm-hmm. to work. That's great because from what I understand um, that – your protocols what works on one person doesn't necessarily work on another because of the frequencies that their body particularly needs absolutely you're getting that intuitive information um through you through your guidance team to know what frequencies that person particularly needs because it's not like you can just say oh the 432 is going to work on you you and you because Mm -hmm. it's for this like everyone's individual, everyone's body's got different stuff going on. So I think that's great. Yeah, absolutely. That uh, you know, there there is no script. There is absolutely, definitely no script for any one person. Um, and whatever you do with one person will never ever be the same twice running. It's always different, no matter what what I'm doing, whether it's tuning forks, whether it's gongs, whether it's chimes, it will always be very, very different depending on what you need because you never need the same thing at any given time. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because we're always in flux. (laughs) Everything's always changing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So so then what happened after you worked on this woman and she went back to work? Yeah, I carried on with my case studies and um, got through more. And then 
um, what was interesting, that, that was my first introduction to sound, was the tuning forks. And then on Facebook, I was introduced to a lady who also was um, a sound healer. And um, only very, very briefly, but I, you remember Dr. Emoto? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, he, Dr. Emoto was on a trip to the UK and I had booked to go and see him with a couple of friends of mine. And interestingly enough, this lady that I was introduced to briefly had a stall, a table down at where Mr. Emoto, Dr. Emoto was demonstrating, talking. Um, and she was... She was there with her drums. She was a Reiki master as well. And she was promoting doing Reiki drumming. Now, I have done Reiki. I am qualified in Reiki 1 and Reiki 2. But it actually isn't something that I've used very much. Um, But I was interested in the drumming because it was sound. And so I booked up with her to have a workshop with her. And then um, we got involved with her crystal bowls. She also had crystal bowls. And so we did a workshop with the crystal bowls. So we're seeing how the sound is coming into play by bringing me people that are actually involved with that. And so I had my first one-to-one gong session with her also um which well that i can't describe the feeling that i had going through my body it was just incredible um and it was interesting how sound was really coming in more and more and a couple of months later she was going on a gong retreat um about 25 miles from where we both lived and she invited me to go on this retreat with her it was yoga and and how to play gongs and so I thought I'm not really into the yoga very much but I certainly am into the gongs and so I was able to go for three days and learn how to strike the gongs and how to play them and what different um what different strokes would mean and how it would it would work together and I did that for three days and I met the most amazing people people from Germany that play gongs an awful lot and and a lot of yogis were there from America actually um and I I just loved it and I came straight home and I bought my first gong very fun yeah, it was. It was it was just one of those things where I've got to do this. You I knew I had to do it. Um whilst I was at this um retreat, I met a lady uh, called Sheila Whitaker who is an amazing gong master and a musician. Um she plays the violin beautifully. And I knew at that stage when I saw her I will go and have lessons with her at some stage. Um, It took a couple of years, (laughs) but I did finally get back and have my sessions with her. And she has been my tutor through the gong. 
So what have you been using the gong for specifically? Healing. Do you feel like, okay, between the gong and the tuning forks, do you get a calling for using them individually? Or do you feel that there's uh, combinations that are specific to certain people using different instruments? Yeah, I think um, if I if somebody is in need of a tuning fork session, I will do a tuning fork session, but I won't mix the two. Okay. It just depends on what somebody is going through. Um, interestingly enough, where we were here in Kansas with Lisa doing the light language retreat, there was one particular girl here that I knew I needed to work with the tuning forks, even though I had the gong set up. So I started by using tuning forks with her, and then later on, a day or so later on, she was she had some gong work as well. But I knew at that point that's what she needed because we had some stuff that was quite deep seated in her throat that we really needed to release and we did so christina you were telling me which i i had no idea and i'm kind of excited about because for some reason i've always been fascinated with these uh, crop circles and and you had mentioned that you that was sort of part of what has kind of guided you and got you to where you are today um being introduced or being able to visit some of these crop circles. Can you tell us that story? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it was last year, and um, it was quite late in the season. There'd been quite a lot going on. I just hadn't been able to get there. And there was one that was about an hour away from us, and I was uh, going with a friend of mine who absolutely loves visiting too. And so we went down and to see this crop circle. And bearing in mind that majority of them are sacred geometry. They are nearly always sacred geometry. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we decided we'd go down for the day. And even though it had been there for two weeks and lots and lots of people have been walking through them. So, you, you know, you've obviously got various other people's energies in there. Um, it was really, really beautiful. Um, I sat and meditated in the circle and it was like I was in a bubble. It was like I had a dome, a glass dome above me. We could see the road from where we were sitting, but we couldn't hear the traffic or I couldn't, I shouldn't say we, I couldn't hear the traffic. Um, it was it was really still and really powerful and it just made my body really light and i remember sort of being fascinated that i could see things around me but i couldn't hear anything there was no sound um and it's just a beautiful energy. It's really difficult to describe what energy, what it feels like, um, because you're. It's almost like you're not there, but you know you are. How does it work with the crop circles? I mean, I know they just show up. 
Yeah, they do. They show up overnight. So they just show up and then you get to go visit them? Do, I mean, do the people who own the crops where they show up end up plowing them down after a little bit? Or how does that work? Normally, they show up in the farmer's field. Um, if the farmer allows it, you are allowed to go in and visit. But a lot of the time, they don't because it kind of ruins the crops. And so they harvest them out. So this particular day, the far- this particular farmer was, was quite good in letting people go into the field. And they charge, they charge you a fee to go in, which is fair enough. Mm-hmm. So we were in this, we were in this crop, this particular crop circle, and um, we'd we'd left there and gone and had a cup of coffee, and the next thing I knew that there was something come up on my phone that there was another crop circle, not that far from where they where we were. Um brand new and the picture of it was a door which is something I've never ever seen before and so my friend who normally babysits uh, her grandchildren didn't have them the day after and I was meant to be going out for the day um, on a business trip and that got cancelled so we decided that we were going to take a trip to this crop circle. Now, what was interesting about it is that it comes up on a website called Crop Circle Connector, and that will tell you anywhere that there are crop circles. And it normally tells you whether the farmer will allow you in to see it or not. Well, I totally misread that. I thought that there was an allowance for people to go in and visit. So that's when we decided we were going we're gonna go and visit. And we went down to where it was because you've never got a direct location. You've kind of you can put in where the nearest postcode is and track it from there, but it's always quite difficult because it's in the middle of a field. So it, it can it, it's not exactly on the road. So we drove down, not exactly knowing where we were going, but we knew we'd find it in the end. And we got to the where we thought it was. We couldn't see it. And we drove past where we thought it was. And we asked a farmer, and he had no clue as to where it was. And so I said, right, I'm going to turn around and I'm going to go back. And as we came back up the road there was a helicopter hovering over one particular place. And I'd said to my friend, I think that's where it is. So we drove back up and the helicopter disappeared. And there was a a track, just a road, just a track of a road, not a real road, but just a track leading to, we didn't know where, probably a farmhouse or something. And I decided I was going to go down it because that's where I thought we were supposed to be going, and we did. And then we found a lady that was walking her dog, and we asked her, and she said, oh, yeah, she said, it's in the backfield behind the barn. 
So we drove down and parked the car up and walked down this track. Still couldn't see it. And then all of a sudden we saw what we thought was like, it looked like a scarecrow actually standing up in the field. And as we got closer, we noticed that there was one person just standing up at the right time for us to be able to see it. So we carried on walking and um, the guy that was in the circle guided us into where the entrance was. And there was him and a couple of other girls and they were French. They were over from France. But apparently he had met the farmer that morning and the farmer had given him permission to be in the circle. And I still didn't know that we weren't allowed in there. So we went in with him and him and his two friends decided they were going to leave. And so there was just myself and my friend in the crop circle. And I just got the words coming into my mind, welcome home, welcome home. And I, I had no clue what that was about, but I knew that because I'd walked into that door, things were going to change. I didn't know what was going to change, but things were going to change. When I got home that night and I looked on the crop circle connector, there was a notice to say that permission had not been granted into that crop circle and I never saw it never saw that notice at all because if I had I wouldn't have gone and you got to be there by yourself so that I felt yeah exactly I got to be there by myself and there have been no other energy other than these three people in that crop circle with us so so how has how has your life or your practice changed since then has it affected you in any way it's it's affected my whole life completely because after that um i found jessica um i found jessica through a friend who had told me about her and i hadn't really done anything about it i hadn't really connected but then after the crop circle someone else told me about her And I thought, ah, I seem to remember hearing that name. I had better go and see what this is all about. And so I jumped on YouTube and watched some of Jessica's podcasts and videos. And I immediately knew at that point that I needed to meet her. Now, what was interesting was that I had put a post up on Facebook. Um, I was having a great day and I'd put a really good post up on Facebook. And um, another friend of mine had texted me and said, you're not moving, are you? And I said, no, I'm not moving. Why do you ask? And she said, well, she said, I know that you're on Jessica Alstrom's group. But she said, and I've got another friend that's going out to Miami. Um. I wondered if you were kind of going out there. And I said, no, I don't. I'm not going out there at all. I said, but what's all that about? And so she told me about this friend of hers that was going out. And that's when I decided to really look into 
quantum revolution. When I spoke to my friend's friend and we chatted, I realised that I needed to go to Miami. So I arranged to meet um, Maria. She was about three hours away from me and we met up on the motorway service station and talked and talked for hours. And when I got back in my car to come home, the first record that was playing on the radio was Will Smith, I'm Going to Miami. Oh, wow. And, you know, that was a massive sign for me. And then driving back down the motorway, the third song that was played was Lady Gaga, I'm I'm on the edge of, of, I'm on the edge of, what's what is it called? I'm on the edge of power. That's her song. You, you know like that, that, Brian, because you're a Lady Gaga fan. But I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't dismiss that. So I came straight back and um, I sent Jessica a message and wanted to talk to her about the mentorship because everything that she said ticked every box of mine. And we chatted for 15 minutes um, and I took up the mentorship but I then booked my tickets to go to Miami. So I had no clue of what I was getting into or what to expect. I just knew I had to be there. And so I did, I went. And I had the most amazing time, met the most fabulous people. Um, And it just so happened to be that the group that I was sitting with, I very much connected with and When I found out that Jess was going to Thailand, again, I knew I had to go. Knew I had to go. And so, and and at this stage, because there were so many people in Miami, Jess and I really didn't have much time to talk to each other at all. So she didn't know me and I didn't know her, but I just knew I needed to go to Miami. So I booked my tickets and I arranged to spend um, the two weeks, well, 10 days, 12 days there. And one of the girls that I was with in Miami, I paired up with and we shared a room together. And that's when I took my tuning forks with me. This was in Thailand? It was in Thailand, yeah. So you went to the Quantum Revolution tour in Miami. Yeah. And then you also, her next leg was Thailand and you followed her there as well. Yeah, I did. I did. And and I just knew that I needed to take the chimes, the solfeggio chimes with me. And I took them. And we kind of managed to set them up. Oh, first of all, first of all, I took them down into the meditation room when I got there because they had singing bowls and all sorts of sound instruments there too. And so they were also into the sound. And I thought, well, I'll take my pipes. I can put them down into the meditation room. If other people would like to play them, you know, they're there for them, which I did. And what was interesting is the next day, Melanie, who was running Thailand, um, she did a meditation. She pulled it up off of YouTube and it happened to be the 528 frequency of sound, which is um, the DNA repair um, frequency. And I had 
the pipe that corresponded with that there at the time. So I said to Mel, well, we've got the pipe here as well. And she said, well, if you wouldn't mind um, going around at the end of the meditation with the pipe over people, you know, putting the, the sound from the pipe over people and giving them that extra little bit of healing that would be great and I did it was wonderful really really wonderful experience um so are you you're working with Jessica now you said you signed up for her mentorship so you did a mentorship with her and and since then you've been to all of her events right you were I know I met you in Las Vegas and you're going to be in Kansas City yeah this yeah. weekend, which is yeah, but yeah, the weekend before I we am. hear this, but I am. <laughs> but how? But that? But how that started though was that after I'd done the meditation in Thailand, Jessica asked me if I would play the pipes at the end of her workshops that she was doing in Thailand. Um, so that was that was something that I'd never ever even considered, but I just took them for what I thought was one reason, and they ended up doing something entirely different. And then when I came, I worked with Jess every night after the workshop. I did a sound session after she did her. She was doing the seven steps of manifestation, and after the each step of manifestation, I used the pipes. And we had one person at the end of that week really come out with his light language in a very big way. And we could see how the sound was shifting people during the course of that week. So when I got back from Thailand, um, Jess sent me a message and we chatted. And she asked me if I would join the tour and be the sound healer and of course everything else is history really it's just been a bit of a whirlwind and yeah I jumped straight in but kind of up until that point um, I didn't really put myself out there very much I'm very quiet normally in the way I work you know I'm not one to sort of put myself forward in any way but I do find that now, um, if anything is offered to me, the first I always say yes, absolutely, let's do it. Well, that's a story that I think is very common in the sense of um, this can happen for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's just the difference with you is that you made a choice to do something without knowing what the outcome was and the outcome turned out to be way better than what you had ever anticipated or were able to think of and oftentimes and I was talking to a client about this last night where she was having difficulty making decisions life decisions because she was always like worried about things failing or not working out and we often don't realize that we have to take a leap of faith mm-hmm. in and you may not even know what the outcome is or why you're even doing it. You just know you feel compelled to make a decision. And I mean, everything else doesn't make sense, the, how it's all laid out before you. 
But making that choice in a way is supporting that inner guidance that you have. It's supporting the the desire of the inner child, the heart desire that you know you want to do something. You just don't know why. And when you finally make that decision, the universe starts to bring in more support for you because you've ultimately supported yourself. And that your story is a great example of that, of making these decisions, not knowing why, but you're like, you knew you had to go to Miami. You knew you had to go to Thailand. You didn't know the end result, which I'm sure is just the beginning, (laughs) was becoming a sound healer for the QRT uh, tour. Absolutely. And and I, I find that since I've started to just kind of, well, I'm going anyway, because that's what I feel I need to do. And whatever happens, happens. Um, I do it all the time. I never, I never, I find I never know why I'm doing something. I just know that I need to do it. And I do honestly believe that there is no wrong way. I think everything we do is right because you will always get something out of whatever you are faced with. Saying yes, I think is important. You know, just not having to necessarily have a plan or like Nicole said, know the outcome, but just saying, yes, I'll, I'll try it. Going, going with Mm -hmm. how you feel rather than knowing exactly how it's going to turn out. Yeah, the details, all the details will work themselves out eventually. Well, I'm glad you followed your instincts and have. I've enjoyed your sound healing and um, Brian and I are on the way to the Quantum Revolution Tour here in a couple of days and I'm excited to to see you and hear hear the gong and and everything again. Yeah. Um, Christina, can you go over, you were mentioning that the 528 um, is DNA repair. Can you go over all the different Hertz's and what they do for the body? Um, there's a, quite a lot of them and I don't actually know all of them of what they bring. But I know that the, the 174 is for pain. You've got the 285 is for wounding. Um, the 396 is for guilt and fear. The 417, I think, is for relationships. We've got 528, which is the DNA repair, and it's what they call the love frequency. What are the chances that you may be near your instruments and you could give us a little sample? Oh, well, <laughs> what do you want? What do you want? Chimes? Gong? What do you feel called yeah. to? Any and all that you want to share so, okay. so our listeners can just hear what the different tones sound like. Sure. Okay. Ready? We're ready. What is that? That's a chime. That's one of the sacred solfeggio chimes. The three nine six.
that coming through? Beautifully. It's so relaxing. It, it makes me feel like I can sort of detach and just, I'm like I'm floating when I listen to it. Yeah, it does that to me too. And I always play these. When I do a sound treatment, these are what I start with always. So I will always start with the pipes because they are that kind of angelic, trance-like um, sound. And then I play them for five minutes and then I go into the gong. Would you like to hear some of the gong? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to watch the 
waveforms of of those that you know to me at first it sounded kind of other otherworldly like some strange alien animal it sounded like a whale to me at first yeah the first one is the first we call it friction mallet so it's a rubber mallet rather than a soft mallet so those bring out the friction those bring out the whale sounds Definitely sounded like yeah, but all different mallets do different things, and I've just bought I just bought a new set of mallets last week, and they're producing the most amazing sounds. So we're going to have those at QRT at the end of this week. That gong I was playing for you is the small one that I used um, on the light language weekend, but we have got two big ones this time as well. So when you say it's a small one and a big one, what? How how big are they? What's the diameter? My own one? Yeah, the one I brought with me is 20 inches. That was the one I was mm. just playing. Has a completely different sound and plays in a very different way because it's quite compact. The two we've got here that we've hired in are 32 inches. Mm. So they're much bigger and they're, they're a much deeper sound as well but different size mallets and different weights and wherever you strike them on the gong always produce a completely different sound. It's beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that with us and sharing your story. Oh, my pleasure. Oh, yeah, it's beautiful sounds. I've always loved, for me, I've always loved the singing bowls. I, they're one of my favorite things to meditate to because the sounds are just like, it just transports you. It's like a quick teleportation to somewhere else. Um, but thank you so much for coming on the show and good luck to, um, to you at the QRT. I think it's going to be a fantastic weekend. All of you, I'm going to be in Canada, uh, so I won't be there, but, um, wishing you all the success in your journey as you continue on forward. Thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me and letting me share my story. Well, thanks for coming on and thank you to our audience once again for being with us. We will be back again with you guys all next week. Have a wonderful week and we love you all. Thank you all for joining our show. We appreciate you tuning in and supporting us. If any of you have any questions you would like answered on the show or any guests that you would like to hear on our show, please email that information to us at info at enlightenup.us or send us a voice message using the Anchor app. There's a super cool feature on there that allows you to send us a message or ask us a question with a touch of a button right from the app. And please continue to support us by following us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you haven't checked out Nicole's channel on YouTube yet, head on over there for some more insight from her, or you can visit her website, inflexibleme.com, where you can book a personal coaching session or a tarot reading, watch some of her most informative videos, or you can sign up for her newsletter. And if you're interested in some light language healing, head to my YouTube channel, Lisa Loves Love, or send me an email to lisa at lisaloveslove.com to inquire about your own personal reading. Thank you again for joining us and supporting us, and we'll be back with you all next week.